Hello and welcome to this first fun episode where we usually manage to herd all the cats and get them all to talk into a microphone at once. Uh, but yeah. to, this year, uh, we've had no success at all during this. Well, we have, have had tr- tech troubles. We've had, uh, uh, well, nerdlings, literally and figuratively. And uh, yeah. then just trying to match everything with people having to work overtime and working at all and just having to get up in the morning. And uh, it's been more trouble to get it recorded than it really should have been, I think. Yeah, yeah. we did try, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, but uh, as you said, we had some technical difficulties. We had most of the crew then. And then, like, our recording program just wouldn't do it. Just refused. Yeah. And uh, I think Kral's kids uh, were, like, uh, cosplaying the... Yeah, as I said, we had, ner- we had nerdlings. Literal nerdlings. Yeah. And I was I was laughing at his misery because uh, I'm a Scandinavian. We, we love the, the suffering of others. But... Uh, yeah. The... I also felt a bit bad for him, but it was pretty hilarious. As we so all know... Little nerglings running around his house. Yeah, as we all know, Skadeglädjen and Sannaglädjen, as we say in Swedish. Yeah, talking about the... Actually, some of my friends in England, like, words that they don't have. And this guy said that they have this word in German. I'm like, yeah, we have this too. And just have, what do you even have to explain how joyous it is to see someone else fail? Yeah, Schadenfreude. Which is the the German word that the English has stolen, because they couldn't figure out one for themselves. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we should uh, talk some uh, some Warhammer, some Warhammer related things in this episode. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> it's been oh. so long since we recorded. I've almost forgot what we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, this episode every year we usually used to have a bit of a general chat. Sometimes we just sit and paint. Um, actually, I might glue something at least. Um, but yeah, it's a very casual episode usually. And we will also just talk about the past year, hopes and dreams for next year. And we'll also answer some uh, listener questions. Indeed. And tonight I'm actually slightly working on finishing my December pledge for this chat monthly challenge. Mm. I'm actually finishing something for once. I've had a terrible track record of finishing our own challenges. Yeah, but at least uh, you were the one who came up with this month's uh, little topic for the challenge. So that's something. Yeah, uh, I actually stole it from someone on Instagram. And off uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember his name, but he like uh, was painting some undead and he put the hashtag uh, December. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. also a Jim hashtag, actually, which I noticed when I checked it out, and it was only Jim photos, or going to the Jim photos, or... Huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, how? Like dead dead weights? I'm thinking that you just uh, finishing off the year with uh, going all out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just pushing yourself to the limit. I to death. didn't spend more than like three minutes researching it. Three hours later. I'm not Australian. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we all have, uh, speaking of, of something else, we all uh, pretty much have new army projects for next year. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Because you are, you're start, you've already started and have some games in 
already, but you got a bit more to paint, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, my Dark Elf army is fledgling. And uh, I started last year, but uh, I mean, it takes a while to like work up steam for a, an army project, getting all the, the bits you need and getting a start and deciding on the scheme. And yeah, so next year will be like full speed ahead with Dark Elves. So uh, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I actually, as, as I think some people have seen the little boatman, so to speak. Uh, the it's a I'm not sure if it's a scenario spell or an endless spell or something from Age of Sigmar, but it's a really fitting undead miniature, a giant skeleton with smoke on a skeletal boat made of skulls. Should all could almost be something chaosy, but uh, it fits in with old world aesthetic. And I almost finished painting it, and it will either be used as a unit filler or as a black coach because I'm the new Krell. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, really like the the black coach idea as well. I mean, it could be any skeletal wraith uh, thing coming at you. Yeah, I feel like uh, the black coach is really a style for a von Karstein army. Yeah. That's so true. if you want to use it with another army, you might have another theme. And if you have like a necrarch army, why not have a skeletal construct or like a necromancer army have a skeletal construct of some sort? Is necrarch the bloodline you're going for? Uh, no, I'm actually going for a Lamian to start mm. off. Sexy, sexy vampires. But that's only because I saw a conversion by, oh, what's his name? This is so, like you, you a minute ago when you tried to remember someone's name. Uh, I think it's Elf Lord Minis on Twitter. And he's made a lovely conversion combining the bits from the Neferata uh, Mortark min miniature, that one on the uh, Ab Dread Abyssal that was released in uh, the end times, I think it was. Mm. Uh, and they took the Nefrata uh, bits from that and put on the new limited edition vampire they released in October. News workshop. The, the the one that looks like Marilyn Manson. Does it look like Marilyn Manson? The the new vampire, or the the big flying thing. You mean? Mm, this is the one uh, that's uh, was released as the at the same time as the primary lieutenant. <laughs> it could be literally anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, the one with the baby dragon on her arm. Her arm. It's called like ah, uh, this is annoying. <laughs> Trying to remember what stuff is called without looking it up, and now I'm looking it up because I want to remember what it's called. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to look uh, it up as well. Anasta Malkorian, the Vampire Lord. Yeah. The, the yeah. vampire looks like Marilyn Manson. I don't think it looks like Marilyn Manson. That's, maybe that's why I couldn't connect the dots. All right. So uh, what, what is the plan for your vampires? Are you doing like a... It's... A... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm actually thinking, uh, given that you need opponent's permission, but that it's not that hard to get these days. Given that... Uh... Is your Lamian vampire these days? You can just persuade them with your... Yeah. That's exactly, what it is. I'm, uh, that's exactly what it is. No, but if you want to play the back of the book army list, it's quite e a lot easier today than it was earlier when the, the, those were the times we were actually playing the game, so to speak. 
But the Lamian yeah. list there is really thematic, and you can have a hero from another army join in your army as someone that's been swayed by the vampire. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, and I have a little think. I have a, had a little think, and uh, I might just go for a silver pinnacle kind of list, and have a dwarf lord Swain, and uh, maybe. Graveguard made out of uh, iron breakers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it will look really cool. But the best part, with the, uh, as we know, with the undead, you can make the main part of your army uh, just have your bulk, bulks of skeletons and zombies and knights, and then just change out the lords and have a different army to play with. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so have you thought about the uh, like those uh, graveguards? What what mods you would use? Would you use the classics, maybe. I might use the plastics uh, just because they are, one, easy to get hold of, two, quite easy to convert given that they're plastic, yeah. and three, I'm not ruining classic models that people really want for the dwarves armies. <laughs> it might be that. We'll see if I actually go that f that way. I also have a coven throne, which you can't use in 6th uh, edition because it's not in the rules. But I'm thinking of maybe changing it up a bit, making it like a into a sleigh instead, and have mm. it uh, as uh, a black coach as well. If I play Lamian, so I have a themed black coach for that army. Nice. And yeah, I've bought a lot of the models. I got the Revenant Legion Soulbite box <laughs> from the, <laughs> that was limited for like two minutes, as usual from the workshop. Speaking of limited things. And uh, vampires, I guess. Vampire-related things. Uh, they, they're they going to release the Curse City again, right? I can't believe that they're releasing this box for the first time ever. It has never been released before. <laughs> it's just a brand new box with an entire game in it. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's going to have expansions. Oh, wait, I've heard this before. <laughs> Does it already have expansions? Did they release any of them? Nope, but they said they were going to have expansions, and then all of the mentions of expansions disappeared from the articles and everything on the web presence, and then every little note that it said it would be a permanent edition just disappeared. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So we'll see if they actually stick around this time. It looks like a great set of models. It, I've heard that it's quite a good, decent game as well, if you actually want to play the game. Yeah, that's like the, the biggest fuck-up from Games Workshop in a while, I think. Yeah. And to be fair, had they just mentioned, oh, we had a problem with the supplier in China due to the pandemic, people would have just been, oh, fine. We understand that. But no, they just silence it all. Yeah. There we go. All right, so I'm actually uh, gluing some dwarves at the moment. Ooh. Putting off for a long, long time. Um, so I got this Throne of Power that I'm putting my, my Dwarf Queen of Karak Ungor on. Nice. I got them all in front of me, and they've been sitting on my desk for months now, uh, watching me, judging me. Yeah, I know that elves. feeling. I still have the Skaven I'm updating. I have four left. They're just sitting on actual painting handles on my desk, and I'm not painting them. I'm painting something else next to them. Yeah. You're not alone, people. Yeah. Sometimes you just get the feeling to paint something else, and it spiral spirals, and all of a sudden you have most of a 
2,000 point army in bits, just <laughs> in and around your room, behind you. Yeah. I think I technically uh, could build a zombie dragon out of a Dread Abyssal and a Terrorgeist, because I have those bits for some reason. I think I was sent sent some by a friend once, and he just, yeah, you know, mystery bits just spawning in the back of the room. I was uh, looking for some movement trays today, and I was I, I lost them like in my room. And then I just just looking everywhere, and everywhere I looked, there was just like unfinished models just tucked away in place. And I'm like, oh god damn it, taunting me at every corner. Some uh, some fantasy stuff, some forty uh, k stuff, some thirty k stuff. Just uh, yeah, I need to uh, I need to get hobbying next year. Yeah. Um. But uh, this year has been pretty good, though. Gotta say. Maybe let's start uh, have a chat about uh, the year past before we dig into future yeah. predictions and questions and stuff. Yeah, we've just thinking of what's actually been mentioned this year. We have had a few spoilers, or not spoilers, but teasers about uh, the old world coming up. We'll see whenever that is actually presented as a release date, but. Uh, it seems pro- seems promising so far, given that when we, when we had Luke on, you weren't on that episode, weren't you? Were you? It was Jens. Uh, I don't know. We I'm had on a, most episodes. Yeah, but I, I think. Promise. Yeah, but I think it was me and Luke and Jens on that episode. We talked. Oh yeah, yes, that was on that episode. Yeah, and then then we mentioned that every time there's been a teaser for the old world, it's just been, oh maybe I should do this army. Oh maybe I should that, do that army. <laughs> Everyone has been thinking like that. Yeah. I just uh, I still love fantasy so much that each new army is so inspiring. Because a lot of games with Games Workshop, it's just uh, it's kind of different flavors of the same thing. Yeah. And that leads quite into one listener question, actually. That is uh, Alfie Painting asking, how would you feel about Games Workshop adding new, never before foreign fluffer rules, units, characters to the new The Old World game to expand the arm lists and model ranges? <laughs> that is uh it was a very broad question in that it all depends on what they release yeah but as we have seen on some of the total war 3 uh, design drawings that they pretty much have because they have been working together with the design studio at the games workshop with all of these and you see that these are pretty much sketches for models and unit entries coming out maybe not in the first wave of uh, the old world, but uh, probably in future, and expanding stuff. Is that really bad unless it's turned into end times? Yeah. I mean, could be could be anything that they add, really. Um, I do feel like they will try and uh, expand on pre-existing lore. And if that's lore from 6th edition or 8th edition or all the way back to 3rd edition, which it very well might be, then it could be anything really like there, there was some really crazy shit in third edition that they just didn't talk about they didn't say that it's not there anymore but uh crazy things could appear yeah. and uh i mean just because it's written somewhere or not doesn't automatically make it good um and they they've been adding units to warhammer that have been cool and maybe not so cool i mean eighth edition had a bunch of new units some of them were really cool and fitting and some were not i really like the the Empire rocket battery unit. That's really cool. But I don't like the demigriffs. Yeah, and the rocket battery seems like something that could have just been invented in universe. Whereas 
as I know Jens at least has said, where were the mentions of the demigriffs beforehand? Yeah. That just feels like an out of the blue. But if they do stuff that fits in the universe, I think it would just slot in and just adapt because it seems natural. And how much have we actually learned about the universe, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, most of the the knowledge in game is like from the perspective of ignorant empire people or like yeah. lying elves. Yeah, like you can't trust anything that's written in the high elf book. Like, or or dwarves that are looking great. down on everyone. Yeah, and also dwarves are just super insular. They don't really care about other things. They just write about themselves. So there's yeah. plenty of scope to add really cool shit, but also plenty of scope to add things that don't fit in. Yeah. So yeah, it, it all depends. I am optimistic though. Yeah. And uh, as we've seen in, we didn't just read the background or some of the books, there are a lot of stuff that's never had any rules that have never been mentioned in the army books, but are mentioned in the lore already. And uh, I think we are still trying to maintain the, uh, optimistic view of the future for the game. Yeah. I mean, otherwise we just keep uh, playing a version of the game that was released 20 years ago and be fine with it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, this is not really to that question, but the, the like the worst, worst case scenario, the best case scenario is the game is so great that I don't want to play anything else in my life ever again, or the game is so bad that I'm just going to go, nope, and instantly go by the sixth. The worst case is if it's kind of good, but not really good, and we're just stuck with a shitty version of the game, and it's like too good to go back to sixth, but too bad to be good. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, we are going to give it a shot. We are looking forward to see how it turns out. And it, as we probably suspect, there will be a lot of good-looking models being released anyway. Absolutely. I'm just going to be high off the hype of Warhammer Fantasy when it's released. Yeah. So we mentioned Total War Warmer 3 there a bit as well. And I'm just uh, looking at the counter here, countdown down to the 7th of <laughs> 7th of February next year. Unless it's it's already pre-installed. Mm. I'm using uh, Game Pass for Xbox uh, for, <laughs> for Xbox for PC, whatever it's called, something like that. Came with my computer. Why not use it? But uh, it's uh, that also looks really interesting, given that they are fleshing out and pretty much inventing a lot of stuff for that has only been maybe mentioned in role playing books before. Yeah. For the entire setting, and that uh, looks really interesting, actually. Yeah, um, I I played a lot of Total War, but like each time I play Total War, it's just really frustrating. Like I always get super pissed at the game because the first like fifty rounds or turns are just um, you're just fucking infuriating. Like you're just sitting there waiting for gold to come in and just slowly building yeah. buildings, and then like a full stack comes from each side of your kingdom, and you only have one army that could beat them. And it's like win or lose in that scenario. They they just have to win against your army once, and then they can race your entire kingdom, and you just have to start over. Then you just have to like play perfectly to position your army perfectly to be able to counter those armies, and then if you do that, you feel super good, and then it's just smooth sailing after that. Then you just crush every everything. 
just like this this golden moment or time in the campaign which is so great but before and after that is i don't know yeah and then all of a sudden you are the vampire lord that are defending the empire from chaos <laughs> yeah no, no matter that you actually just vamp corrupted vamp vamp just vamp vampire corruption on the entire eastern empire and Kislev she used to be defending against chaos and you have Manfred von Karstein just beating up uh, Archaeon I, I know the, the game is called Total War but I kind of wish you could play a bit more of a chill campaign where you just explore and trade more and let the, the empire be the empire and not just have these like world ending battles going on between the factions and like if one faction declares war on you that they could be a bit more reasonable and not just fight till the the bitter end every time yeah i'm missing so much from the regular total war games in total war warhammer actually i mean even going back as far as uh, old regular rome total war where you could you could do a lot more of the diplomacy and it's not just yeah i'm another faction from you and i can't and I hate you just because we're different factions instead of just diplomacy and trade, yeah. as you said. It's a lot of things. Like I, I really enjoyed Napoleon Total War, and they had a lot of cool mechanics, including naval battles, which is one of the things I missed the most in Warmer Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and Rome Total War had mercenaries, which they thankfully added after like years. Like why, why can't you just add that from the beginning? But they still don't have like the classic Dogs of War regiments, which would be super easy to add. It's just yeah, all the things missing from the game. I still love it, but uh, I'm also it's also really frustrating. Yeah, but it is an entirely different game, pretty much than the other Total War games. Yeah, but uh, we're still playing it. It's still fun. It's still really fun. Just having a high elf army. You have Imric on a dragon, and you have a mage on a dragon, and you have like loads of dragons, and just yeah, okay, I like <laughs> dragons. Yeah, yeah, you still want to play a game with dragons. Yeah, and you can if you play Imric. You can I even so. defeat and collect character dragons like they're Pokemon. <laughs> I uh, I saw like there was someone working on a War of the Beard mod, but it was never finished. But I would love to play a War of the Beard Total War campaign. Definitely. And I think that could be a good mode to add to the regular Total War because previous games have had campaign modes like that. Yeah, not just all out total war all of the time. You have to play on the entire map, or you have to play the specific uh, battles uh, to collect and destroy the vortex, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Again, Napoleon total war uh, also had like specific campaigns, like Napoleon in Italy, and had a specific map where you had to complete these certain campaign goals, and uh, and in Egypt as well. I mean, they, they do have this, the kind of with the, the vortex and warm until the war, but it's also like a bit generic. Yeah. Sure. And doesn't the Napoleon Total War pretty much start off with a like a 15 turn campaign or something like that? Or am I yeah. misremembering? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, long time since I played that game. Yeah. So, where were we actually <laughs> before we went on this little. Sort of hate love tangent <laughs> to the war. <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about the the year past, and then we started with some listener questions. Uh, maybe we should continue with some listener questions. Uh, let me let me look for the green frog. Post yeah. on Instagram. Speaking of, if you're in Sweden, 
that green frog and avocado Christmas ornament, uh, tree ornament combo can be bought at at least uh, Ica Maxi. So that's where I found that one. It was like 49 kroners or something. For all if your frog avocado needs. Yeah, if you're really interested in having that. I'm not sure why that actually exists, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so here's the question. How do you guys feel about playing against and using special characters? I know some aren't super great, but then there are some that are absolutely insane. Yeah, Teclis and uh, that zombie on a dragon or not zombie on a dragon <laughs> the, the vampire on the zombie dragon there are like Zacharias. yeah Zacharias and Archaeon these guys are just infamous yeah. for being like broken special characters that just ruin special characters for everyone else yeah in my opinion on the other hand if you are able to take Zacharias the ever living in an army you do put a, a premium in points on him because it could cost it over a thousand points. Yeah. So the funny thing with uh, Warhammer in general and special characters, because um, special characters were always in the back of the book. Um, so you have like the, the army list, and then you have like an addition. It's a bit of an expansion with the, the named characters, and they have these crazy rules, and it says like you need to ask your opponent for permission. And then in eighth edition, uh, they started putting this the name characters like in the army list in the front of the book so it used to look like they were more part of the army and at that time people started using name characters in their armies without like asking anyone it just became the norm kind of and going back to sixth edition is still like the thing that people don't really take special characters because they are like a back of the book thing yeah and i think that if you're going to take the really powerful uh, characters I can understand why they're limited for tournament use because you need to tailor your list to face one. You can't take an all-common list and then face Teclis or Zacharias or Archeon. Yeah. And yeah, some characters are really good, but some are really bad. Uh, I mean, I, I've used the uh, uh, Katarina for my Hissa because she's like the, the only the only mage choice and one of two lore choices to add bigger games because I don't have the option of a regular lord, I asked my opponent if I could use one of the named characters. And they're usually fine with it. And they're not that great. Um, I think like if you ask, people will probably be fine with it. It's just that people are afraid to ask, I think, because they don't want to like be the guy that brings the OP special character that's not really part of the army list. And because of that, people will never even bother pinning them up. Um, but go for it. If you have a special character that you really like, and just uh, paint him up, bring him along, and ask for the opponent's permission, and I bet you ninety nine percent of the time they're gonna agree. Yeah, and uh, if not, it might be a challenge for your opponent, and you might still have a good time. But uh, if you're just taking like sacrificed ever living to annoy people, you're probably a bad person. <laughs> Because <laughs> those uh, invocation of Nehek with a, a successful four d six skeletons or four d six plus four zombies, rate and rolls, and casting values and uh, yeah, or a st- staff that just have a bound spell with a power level of four with dark hand of death, just have that, or unlimited dispel scrolls. 
I'm just annoyed at Zacharias, and that's probably a valid annoyance as well. You should always have a Texans in your back pocket. Just yeah. uh, well, in case someone brings Zacharias. I was going to say, he can pretty much raise unlimited with skeletons, so he's making up his points quite quickly. So Chris is reading questions off Facebook, and I'm reading them off Instagram. So next question is from Facebook. Go, Chris. How many dinosaurs is enough dinosaurs? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's a question. Oh my god. Um, I mean... That depends. Are you actually playing a lizardman army, or are you play- doing a toy dinosaur army just to annoy people? If you're doing the toy dinosaur army, the one that's in the uh, one of the annuals, I think that's probably enough dinosaurs. Yeah, and if you're doing that one and converting them up and painting them up properly, and not sticking just plastic toys or dinosaurs on a base yeah put the effort in you can have as many dinosaurs as you want yeah make them fit warhammer and don't yeah as chris said don't just put toy dinosaurs on the worst i've seen mdf bases um just yeah. unpainted but go for it. there are quite a lot of scale model dinosaurs that you could use that looks really detailed the the, the i was thinking of the ones i got when i was a kid like in a in a magazine you know, like parts of a dinosaur, paper cuts, or cutouts. Yeah. I was thinking at least plastic. <laughs> um, all right, great question. Um, this one may be obscure, says Hobby Hobbit, but I could have sworn that there was a Marauder-themed army list in a White Dwarf issue. It had the option to put Marauders on cold ones, as it was themed around the Lustria Marauders. Has anyone else seen this list, or am I crazy? If I'm not crazy, what issue? I have not seen this, but maybe one of our listeners have seen it and can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll ask uh, when we record with the rest. If if I can get, manage to get the recording with the rest of the crew, that is, <laughs> uh, I might ask them because they might have an idea because I have no idea about that one. I bet Jens will have heard of it. Or you just make something up and make it sound believable. Yes. Or that Jens yeah. just he's been around, you know, thanks. Um, Marauder uh, Norse war leaders in Warhammer, the Norse war leaders of Skegge are no less warlike than their cousins of Norska. They may forge, maybe this is one of them. Is it Eric's Landing? That place is called in Lustria, yeah. Lord Norse uh, Lustria Heroes, White Wolf 309. And there you got the Mar- Marauder Lord of Skegge. Which is a mortal lord, and then aspiring champion of Skeggy, which is a mortal hero. They can ride, and they have the ability to ride a cold one. Where did you find that? Uh, you on W F B six six the C H characters dot blogspot dot com. Uh, yeah, make sure to put a link. Answer, yeah. answer in that in the the Instagram. Wow. It it is a lovely site uh, uh, that someone has collected pretty much all they can find of the uh, White Wolf publicated ones, the um, web content ones uh, with characters and army lists. Uh, they got the uh, Storm of Chaos. They got the uh, Dark uh, Shadows and stuff like that on it. I love if you would have just put that in uh, in Google, just uh, Marauder Cold One. Then we could just send like a let me Google a link for you. 
<laughs> I need to update my uh, Google Assistant on my phone and so you can say, hey, phone, Google a Morse hero or something. I'm not sure that this is the one they want, but it is uh, pretty I mean, much. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a two-unit entry, so you can get the Marauder Lord and a Marauder Hero. So it's pretty much that. And then you can take your regular Marauder army, I think. Oh, all right. Do you have another question from uh, the the Book of Faces? Yeah. What's your favorite brand of paint? Vallejo. How's that? Yeah, I'm using... Uh, That's like... your Privateer Press boy. Oh, I have actually no Privateer Press uh, paints anymore. Oh. They were quite good, some of them. Yeah, well, that's a lie. I actually have their gold, their Rulik Gold, what is it called? I'm just going to say, check. Yeah, the Rulik Gold, the black label ones. And that's a great gold. It's a bit, uh, uh, looks a bit tarnished almost when it's painted on. It looks really good. So it's a proper gold. And it uh, has really good coverage. Good luck finding it these days. So what other paint companies do you use then? Well, I got uh, several types of Vallejo colors. I got scale colors. I got Games Workshop, of course. Um, I got some green stuff. Well, I got some Instar paints. The Instar paints are great. And then we got uh, the AK, the uh, AK, both acrylics and the all of the washes and stuff. And then I got several brands of inks and stuff like that. All right. Why so I just uh, have a lot of paint. Paint fuck all. That's what it is, right? Uh, now, if we're going with the best tasting brand of paint. That's got to be against Worship, right? Uh, unless you're uh, happening to get some of the old washes, like uh, <laughs> yeah. Butter Black or Griffon Sepia or something like that. Or even worse. That depends. If Because <laughs> there was some... <laughs> I think there was some kind of... Uh, it almost smelled like there was some kind of organic component in uh, some of the... Yeah, like the, the brownings, I remember. They, they yeah. smelled a lot. Yeah. Have you ever smelled, like, bad black or some of those? The one that's been sitting for a while, and it smells a bit like death? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not good times. Not good times. Well, then, then you know it's good. Yeah. yeah. Also, just uh, might mention, uh, there was actually a question on Instagram for where you could buy that frog and avocado combo, and that's what I replied to <laughs> earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I use uh, mostly Vallejo, also some Games Workshop stuff. I like the Games Workshop metals, but I fucking hate their the bottles. They just dry out all the time. The bottles are interesting to use, to say the least. Awful. awful or when awful you some of them, we shake them up really good, so they they will be the perfect consistency when you open them. And when you open them, it just spills from the lid. Over painting table. That's it a lovely feeling. To like the 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 area is supposed to seal the lid, and you you can't close yeah. them. Oh yeah, yeah that's also lovely. But I've actually started to really enjoy the contrast colors. Haven't used them yet, actually. They're great tools to have in the in the toolbox. They're not essential in any way, but they're great tools. I like using like the Vallejo air colors just with my brush as well. They're like super thin, so you're supposed to go in an airbrush, but some of them are just really nice. Uh, I was using yeah. Vallejo metal colors, the true, they call like. Uh, yeah, they, those are great. I got the aluminum, aluminum, and the. What are they called? The black metal one. Or yeah. Steel. Yeah. The one that's the, a bit darker than the steel one. They're great. 
Yeah, I got the what is it called? Dark aluminium. Yeah. So I no, we're just mentioning. No, we're just mentioning paints. So maybe we should. Uh... Well, he asked. I mean, he did ask for brands, but uh, yeah. Vallejo is such a broad range as well. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, and I'm. I think a lot of us have a history of being scale modelers and stuff as well, or doing that as well as uh, painting miniatures, and just having the entire range of Vallejo and all the different, all the different, uh, yeah, all different finishes, so to speak. Just great. It's just a bit when you sit there. Oh, is this the exact color of uh, dark German grey? Is this the correct one? Because when I compare this one to the AK dark German gray, they're not the same. And then you realize, yeah. then you realize neither were the coats of ever anyone who wore them. Worst thing is, like I, I bought a paint from uh, uh, Vallejo that I really loved, like Model Air Vallejo, and then they stopped producing that, and then I just had to go by the like the serial number of it. <laughs> For your reference, is seventy one point one three three. So it used to be called like Desert Tan, and then they replace it with Dirt, but it's the same number, and it's supposed to be the same color, but it's slightly different. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, Vallejo for the win. Other companies have good colors. Yeah, as well. I would say try different brands out if you want. Use the one that you feel most comfortable with, or. Mix and match. If they're acrylics, they're usually fine to mix with each other. Yeah. As long as they're water-based. But they should be if they're acrylics. Yeah. So, have we more questions? Well, someone asked on Instagram the question you asked earlier, like what we think about the addition of new units. Uh, this is duplicate. And we could try this one, because I think you are the one to answer this. Uh, that is, uh, I was wondering about playing Kislev-themed Empire in 6th and combine them with normal Kislev units. Is it acceptable with the 6th edition rules? Yeah, I mean, that's actually the way Kislev is supposed to be played, as an allied detachment to either Empire, Docks of War, or Wars, or what else. Um, so yeah, go for it. And uh, yeah, you can definitely do like a Kislev-themed Empire army as well. Either... Either do an Empire army that seemed to be allied to Kislev or just mold them as actual Kislevites. And uh, there's really easy ways to make them fit. You can do the the handgunners with halberds. You could do like a handgunner unit with a halberdier detachment uh, to make that work. Um, well, what else? You could have just skirmishing archers. I mean, there's bound to be some of those in Kislev spearmen. Yeah. Um, great swords could just be a, a, the Kreml guard um yeah a lot of possibilities there yeah i think there would be quite the possibilities to just have uh just have analog units just this could be this this could be this if you just think about it and given that erengrad is one of the biggest mercenary cities in the old world yeah you're probably just oh these knights are just a company of blah 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 mercenaries but they're really inner circle empire knights if you want to play that yeah, so I think uh, it could be a really cool theme to have uh, all of them themed, even though they're technically just an empire force with an allied detachment. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you could also have a look at the, the Dogs of War army list. Uh, so it's a possibility if you like, if you want to have a truly Kislevite themed army, yeah. if you want to play like Empire for 
Celtic playing the Empire Army list, then uh, it's also totally fine. Yeah, and if you do go the Dogs of War route, you have the base army list, and then you have the other Dogs of War units that you could possibly, or the regiments around, it could possibly theme somewhere in around as well. If you want to use the cannons, so to speak, you could use the Galloper guns, perhaps. Yep. Yeah, go for it. I'd love to see some more kiss out there. Yeah. But of course you must use the official original models. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, there's a lot of cool uh, 3D printed kiss out there now as well. Yeah, there are a lot of cool uh, like winged lancer miniatures out there. I think there even are some that are made that you can buy from one of the different... Uh, non-Games Workshop sites, so to speak. Yeah. I remember I looked at this. Or I think Warlord game. Awesome. Yeah. I think... Uh, I'm not sure if... Uh, what are they called? Fireforge Games has some as well. Don't think so. No, no. when I looked. I think they have some good replacement... Or like standards for the Horse Archer. So from Mongolians yeah. And they have great... Uh, if you want like generic humans. Even in a fantasy setting. Fireforge Games has great models, not from their historical range, which is great, but from their uh, the Forgotten Realms, whatever you call it, Forgotten yeah. something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can check it out if you really want to, but uh, there's uh, a place to look at least. Yeah. They're also releasing dwarves that are not, that are more uh, Tolkien-esque dwarves than fancy, more fancy dwarves in the spring for general release. If anyone interesting. Nice. Now I'm just doing an ad for Fireforge Games, but we're not we're not sponsored by them. I just want to mention that we're not sponsored by them. They have light, nice looking models. And they have undead knights that would look perfect if you're doing a Musion army. Yeah. Especially like their undead knights and their like uh, humans on foot, whatever they're called. Men at arms at foot, maybe. Yeah. And as I mentioned, they have a lot of uh, historical miniatures as well, if you're interested in having that but uh, um, is this a hint of a lizardman episode that's a question on facebook the, the, uh, avocado, the frog and avocado, avocado. <laughs> yeah the frog avocado yep um no but maybe we should do one at some point yeah, well it is on the list of potential army list episodes we're going to do let's put it like that <laughs> If you or someone you know are uh, is a really good Lizardman player and knows a lot about the fluff, please write in because we are always interested in hearing from people that actually that play the army. Yeah, because none of us are playing Lizardman. I don't think anyone has mentioned that they want to play Lizardman as well. But uh, so that's why we want someone that actually know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Well, we have one more, and it's a yeah. long question. And that is, we all know Old World is getting new rules, and probably some new figures or reprints of old armies. Sigmar have had a different design style of models where it's more focused on every model, more than a regiment. At least I feel that way. What Old World army do you think would work best with Games Workshop's newer AOS style of figure design, and why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, whole thing of fantasy is to have regiments of units. They did become more and more, I don't know, detailed 
Like, look at the the Lothar and the Sea Guard. They released a Starbucks in 8th edition. Yep. They were great, very detailed, but also ranked up perfectly. I know that the Spearmen from the Lumineth technically rank. They don't look that good ranked because they are too big. But the Chaos models, the Warriors and the Knights, look, look like they could just slot in in a regular Warhammer Fantasy Battles army. Yeah, I've ranked uh, more difficult minis in Fantasy. So yeah, yeah they definitely worked. And uh, then we have uh, the new undead models, the skeletons and the zombies. Well, while they need some work, you can you can even, as at least we've seen. I'm not sure he's posted those miniature those pictures anywhere else, but we have seen that you can put and remove the entire forest that are on the back of some of them on the zombies, <laughs> but they do rank on on square bases, and they look more of a shambling horde than the old models did. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Same with the skeletons. So some models do really work, just as is, pretty much. Then we might uh, have a bit of a bigger problem with uh, if you're going to use the larger style heroes that are in Age of Sigmar in a fantasy army, because you can't really fit something that's meant to be on a 60 millimeter round base on a 20 to 25 millimeter square. Yeah, it will be very interesting to see what kind of game system is. It's all up in there. It could be anything. So it's so hard to speculate about yeah. anything. Which makes this podcast really hard. I mean, when we started out, we just had to talk about old fantasy and everyone, everything was clear. Just talk about the lore and playing the game that we know so well. But like speculating about the new game is just so, so tough. Yeah. And maybe they go down the route where you could have mixed uh, base sizes in a unit. We don't know. But that's precedent. I mean, you could put the... 6th edition Tyrion in a unit of 20 millimeter infantry if you wanted to. He's technically a monstrous horse, but you could. Yeah. Maybe a mix of round and square bases like uh, Warmaster, who knows? Yeah. It's going to end up with all of it being a prank and it's all on hex bases. Yeah. Do you want to take a bet on that? Nah. <laughs> I really don't want it to be on hex bases and I don't doubt they will. But just given the amount of problem we both have had to fit, uh, find a base to fit the Carmine Dragon on. Yeah. And that was technically released for 8th for edition. Yeah, it didn't come with a base, right? It never did. Nope, it didn't come with a base. It's, uh, it's and what, grossly irresponsible. Yeah, and what you need is, to, to fit it, you need a base that is about uh, 100 by 100 millimeters. I have because... one now that's 75 by 75, and that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, 100 by 100 would be better. Yeah, but it's supposed that... to be on a 50 by 50 in 6th edition, and that it's just yeah. it doesn't work at all. And in the 8th edition, it should technically have been on a, what is it, like a 75 by 50? Yeah, it doesn't work either. I have one of those bases. I tried putting it on it, but it just yeah. overhangs, and it's going to fall over. Yeah, and it is quite a top-heavy model with those wings. So yeah. you really would want a at least a 100 by 100 just to sta- stabilize the model and have it set on the tabletop. But to have it game legal, you would have to mark on the base where the actual base is. And that just looks silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then not mentioning 
where where are you gonna aim when you're using a, a ranged unit? Hmm. Oh well. So let's just uh, round this off a bit with a little chat. What are your current project? So I'm uh, doing the dark elves, but then kind of got interested in dwarves again. Uh, that movie trailer about that Viking movie with Alexander Skarsgård didn't help. Which one? Uh, how is it called? Don't know. I missed that one. Um, but yeah, so I had these dwarves in front of me, and I thought might as well assemble them. But talking to a friend of mine about dwarves and about doing like a baggage train. I have all of that prepared for the dwarves, and I just haven't painted it up yet. Um, so I have a lot of things to finish off for the dwarves to have it, have it as a, like a complete army. Like I, I have a big army already, uh, but I do have a lot of s- small things just laying around that I should paint up just to finish them. Nice. Uh, the the movie's called The Northman, by the way. Oh, that was imaginative. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um. What about you? What are you doing? Well, yeah, you're doing your vampires, right? Yeah, I'm finishing up the monthly one. Then I'm gonna start converting a the uh, the vampire with uh, the lamia bits from the uh, Mortark, and uh, possibly build me me a what they call the necromancer from the Coven Throne alternate kit. What is it called? The, the <laughs> I, I could, it's three kits in one that kit, so I can't really remember the other one, the other two one. So it doesn't matter. I think one is a Bloodseeker Palanquin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how they are. They are like three different kits. I change one bit and it's an entirely different model. Yeah, that, yeah. that's you know. But uh, the, the one of them is a. Necromancer version. I'm gonna take that necromancer, see if I can fit him on a 20 millimeter base, so I have another hero, so I don't have to just run a vampire lord. Nice. And then uh, have a little project over the holidays with uh, trying to fit the rest on square bases. Maybe not the big one from that kit, because from that box you got one of the uh, one of the vampire lord that's half vampire lord half bat creature on a tower and i'm not sure how i'm gonna fit that one in so are you considering getting some of the the curse city minis when it comes out again uh, i really would like the uh what are you called the uh they got a hero for the uh, city guard the undead hero on that one the guy the the wolf guy no, he's the skeleton one with uh, Halberd, I think it is. Well, some really cool models in there for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice uh, having a set of uh, models that you can just uh, slot in as well. But it would be nice to just have the undead models, the regular s- skeleton city guard, because they look like heroes for the re- regular skeleton regiment that was released. Yeah. And that's it's the heroes are never a bad thing to have. Yeah, such a shame you need like a, a bazillion non-heroes in a undead army as well. Yeah, hopefully I can actually fit a quite simple, fit in a quite simple paint scheme and just uh, never have to bother with 
all the details that goes into a higher form at the moment. That's not what I'm into for some reason. Just hit the when you're painting hiles and just hit that uh, little level of yeah. I really want to finish these models, but I have these models that are seventy-five percent finished. I can't bear putting them on the table, but I can't yeah. bear finishing them. Yeah, that's that's the worst stage when they're almost done. Yeah, but um, uh, there might just uh, come up time when you feel like oh i really want to finish these models and then they're just there to finish so it's like the stage when you like you feel like you put so much work into them and there's a lot of pain on the model it just looks totally yeah. unfinished and then it's just like a couple of detail paints in, like the the skin or some metal and it all looks good after that yeah yeah it's a, it's usually the worst stage when you've spent so long and you just re- realize I know they will look good if I just put this effort in, but I currently hate how it looks. Yeah. That's just a <laughs> lovely stage to be on. Yeah, but I think as hobbyists, we've all hit that stage. And yeah, maybe we should round this off and I'll try to round off, uh, round up the rest of the cast for the second part of this episode. The rest of the cats? Yeah, cats are easier to herd. All right. Well, thank you very much for this chat. And um, hopefully you'll manage to catch the other guys. And to all of our listeners, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, I'll see you all in the second part of this episode. If there is one, you will know by in about 20 seconds. Mangle Manheim Manslayers. Mangle Manheim Manslayers. Mangle Manheim Manslayers. Hi, I'm Mangle Manslayer. CEO and owner of Mangle Manheim Manflares. Thanks for shipping error. We're overstocked in Manheims of all shapes and sizes. And I'm passing the savings on to you. Keep warm with a nice arm scarf. Decorate your ballroom with a set of nice buttocks. How about a full human carpet in the living room? Whatever your Manheim needs may be, come on down to Mangle Manheim Manflares for great savings today. Hello and welcome to this second part of the Opposite Aquel. And as promised, I did try to find more people yesterday to round up for the second part. And I actually did manage to and the consequences are Nicholas is gone. We can't find him anywhere. Uh, he might be sacrificed to dark gods, but uh, with me instead, I have Jens. Good evening. And returning from the mists of time, we even managed to summon Jimmy. Ho, 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 ho. Hello, everyone. Glorious. Uh, where the last one is, we don't know. Uh, might be Nerglings again. Might be that he's just asleep on... Uh, yeah, on the... It's just... Uh, so late at uh, this time we're recording, so obviously yeah, the, the elderly needs their sleep. That's yeah. all we know. True. Yeah, but uh, we've been joined by these two, and uh, we're going to continue this chat from yesterday. There might be some repeat on the questions because they weren't uh, with us last night, but uh, on the other hand, they might have some insights into which paint tastes the best. I think it was. I would say it's the old contrast paints. No, no, no contrast. No, what? No, the what? What? What they're called? The uh, foundation paints. Yeah, oh, those yeah, were the uh, best taste ones. Yeah, they're at least they're not as bad as the old <laughs> Bada Black or Griffon sepia was. <laughs> oh, horrible times! And I could recommend the, the uh, Vallejo model acrylic colors, stone gray. Goes great with some wine. For legal reasons, we're not advocating actually eating paint, but we can't stop you if you would. 
All I say is bottoms up. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of Jimmy, how have you how have you been lately? Well, haven't been much of uh, hobbying or gaming actually, which is pretty sad. Been busy with life outside the hobby. Who'd know? Ooh, yes. There's life outside of the hobby? Yeah, apparently it is. Although I uh, I did attend to a uh, Warmer Fantasy 6th edition tournament uh, like a month and a half ago, I think. Uh, yeah, beginning of fun. November. Yeah, which was pretty fun. Uh, they had one last weekend as well, although I didn't participate, as I instead went to this uh, Christmas Smurgos board and uh, got my ass uh, drunk again. So what you're saying is it wasn't uh, just the food, it was just the shot table, pretty much? Yeah, kind of. Uh, the, the funny thing is that this company, uh, they're known for, uh, for well, paying their, their workers a lot at these Christmas happenings, because they tell them it's free to go to the bar, and they drink a lot. And I was lucky enough to tag along to this as my spouse works there. So uh, we had a couple of drinks. <laughs> so back to the good old days in the 1800s yeah. where people were paid in alcohol, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Also the reason why we have such uh, still such controlled alcohol laws in Sweden. Indeed. <laughs> no one can drink like a Swede, eh? But on the other hand, every celebration, every... Uh, little holiday that we have in Sweden with uh, like Christmas and Easter and Midsummer and pretty much every other reason to celebrate comes with shots of uh, vodka yep. or true or, or schnapps. Yeah. So yeah, but that's partly to stomach meeting people, partly to stomach yeah. uh, all of the herring. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, just enlighten our non-Swedish listeners that pretty much every holiday meal in Sweden is pickled herring. And shots. And you're not allowed to take the shots unless you eat the herring. And all the singing. <laughs> so, now that you're technically back in the hobby, as of finding your models behind the bar tonight, Yep. <laughs> do you have any pro- projects for the holidays? Uh, for the holidays, uh, I just went on my Christmas holiday, and uh, my plan is to at least paint one warband for uh, Path of Glory. So my Siege Chaos warband, which has been in the works for uh, most part of the year, so to say. Since I have kind of shelved them for some reason and uh, painted dwarfs instead. But uh, yeah, uh, a small warband of uh, like 8 to 10 Chaos models is, is my holidays project. Cool. Nice. And I can totally relate to that because I still have, as I mentioned to those who have listened to this episode uh, from the beginning, I still have my Skaven that are up, being upgraded on my desk. I have four left to do, but they can't stomach just doing them. Yeah, and then, then there are also this thing that a project is supposed to be fun. I didn't have fun when I was in the middle of starting to paint these guys, but I really feel like I want to paint them now. So... Uh, hopefully by New Year's or some of the days after they will be finished. Yeah, yeah, you paint pretty fast as well, so I, I yeah. don't see you having a problem with finishing like ten guys. Yeah, I I just need the muse. I I, I just need my muse to find me, and then everything 
is done in like a couple of days. Yeah, but just the forcing you to do a project is never a good idea for the hobby. Nah. It just uh, takes you all out of it. Yep, which is kind of why I haven't done any Middenheimers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We should uh, just set a date for a massive yeah. uh, Middenheim siege battle so you have yeah. a reason to paint them. Yeah, exactly. I need deadlines. Yeah, it's always easier to work to a deadline instead of just, oh, they'll be done when they're done, and then they're never done. We've all been there, brother. Uh, do we, we have been thinking of having the first month next year, as we did this year, to be for the monthly uh, new year, new army themed. Do you have any plans for that? Well, might be take two <laughs> on the Middenheimers. So you're going to do Woodles? <gasps> Maybe, who knows? Could be a Christmas miracle. Yeah, walking trees. Yeah, it happens. And uh, Jens, you have sh- you have pretty much uh, just started your New Year new, new Army project already. Yeah, I I don't think I'll get them done uh, this side of the year because I've done I'm almost almost done finishing my great swords. So I've got nineteen great swords and ten handgunners and a few witch hunters, which I, which I will use as like free company fighters or something uh, when they get done, or maybe. Flag dance, or maybe something else. I don't know. Uh, but I'm doing a smallish 2000 point Empire Army next year, or whenever they get done. I promise nothing. Fair enough. I'm a good way, and I need to paint like a lot of more dudes uh, and the boring stuff like the core units, which is <laughs> why I don't think I'll get done this year. But I'm going to paint up some uh, pistoliers soon, which I still have in the uh, original packaging. Oh, man, I'm so yeah. stoked to see those guys painted. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with those. I love the comments you got when you just showed a video putting pulling them up of the box and just, are you really going to open them? Well, I would love to not open them. I uh, still have five classic pistoliers just lying around, but I don't see them falling. I'll have to break. Yeah, it makes sense. But then I'm thinking about doing some Mordheim as well. We'll see what the what the year brings. I'm getting another kid in like April, so I'm hoping I get at least some time to paint before April, and uh, then we'll see. You're just getting your own league together, aren't you? Can I yeah. Have yep, starting my own uh, fantasy club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Spawn pool. You will start with Lizardmen. <laughs> yes, th- these are the sacred spawnings. Yeah, as long as you skip the cursed ones, you're fine. Hopefully. Yeah, but are you going to do like a tie-in warband for Mordheim with your current project? No, I got some uh, some Nurgle stuff that I want to use for like a possessed warband, uh, and I've got mm. all the all the models, uh, and I'm just waiting for inspiration to strike, and then we'll see. Yeah, that inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully we'll do some uh, some uh, Mordheim stuff in the spring, and if uh, if I have a deadline, maybe I'll get uh, get something done. Yeah, depending on how this uh, new version of the pandemic. Th- oh yeah, keeps up, eh? We'll see. Yeah, I sorted a driver's driver's license now, so I could probably come game with you sometime. Yeah, it's not too far. No, it's not, and it's not too far to you either, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, but between you and Jens, it's like more what we call a piss quart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something you do easily in a day without having all of those annoying long drives. But at least it's easier to drive to either of you than it is to Krell. This is true. True. 
no one wants to take the car to Stockholm. <laughs> That's just who it is. Does anyone want to go to Stockholm? Oh, oh wait, I am. I'm actually go. I I'm I'm planning to go there uh, just before New Year's uh, to play some Warhammer Fantasy. There's been talk of the fifth edition, sixth edition, and more time. So yeah, where are you gonna play? Uh, it's uh, at a guy's gaming club. Uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, but depending on the on the restrictions, it might have to be cancelled. We don't know yet. Yeah, currently it's eight people, right? Uh, twenty people. Uh, you, you, if 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 there's an event with twenty to five hundred people, you need to sit down all the time. So yeah. I don't think we can sit down all the fucking time here. We need to go around the table and greet yeah. each other yeah. and look at the cool models. But on the other hand, it is quite a good game for just having one person standing up yeah. close to the table at the time, at least. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. So how are vampires in uh, Mordheim? Are they good? Very good. They are. Although they're, uh, the other things in the Undead Warband sucks, but the vampires are really good. Vampires and ghouls are pretty good. Yeah, the ghouls are expensive, but they're worth it. Given that I'm planning to paint up at least five vampires, I could probably make something out of it, I think. That should not be a problem. Nice. I mean, all you need is a vampire with a spear, and then you'll win every day. <laughs> Anyone charging you, you'll strike first. You're charging someone, you'll obviously do a uh, a critical hit and do a kebab every single time. So with my dice rolls, I'll end up falling out the window and impaling myself. Got it. Uh, yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, I, I've seen you roll dice, man. You really need to get some new ones for every dice roll you're, de- you're doing. Yeah, I bought an entire new, entirely new dice box. So once a die is used, you need to discard it. Never use it again. Or just take those that I have discarded and put in the microwave. Yeah, this works too. <laughs> just make sure that they don't... Microwave them and make them only roll sixes. Okay. So, we did talk a bit about the year that's been last night, but uh, also what's coming next year. And in February, we're getting uh, Total War 3. Yes, it's yes. looking amazing. It do look quite interesting, doesn't it? The thing is, I don't think I'll play the game, but I w- will most likely watch others play it because I really suck at those games. I, I, I'm, I'm really bad. <laughs> I don't think my computer could handle it, so I'll, I'll, I think I'll also just watch people play. It's going to be such a massive fucking map. It's going to be amazing. I think it's more of the the computer will probably be able to ha- handle it. It's more of the load times between the rounds. Yeah. Those oh, I'm going to pretty, pretty pretty long. Yeah. I'm just going to press end turn, go cook dinner, pick up the kids from school, go grocery shopping, and it's still not done when I'm back. I remember when uh, Shogun 2 came out, and it was exactly that. It was like, yeah, I'm just going to go do the dishes this turn, and the next turn I'm going to vacuum the apartment, and the next turn I don't know what I'll do because I've done everything I can do. So I'll just sit here and wait. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. That was the biggest uh, takeaway for me when I got the new computer and just pressed end turn for the first time and it was just it was mere seconds could you know didn't even uh, get a hold over on any of the factions it just went right through wow noise yeah but it's uh, it will be an interesting game i think there are some nice new themes it's not just uh, fleshing out the old world proper but uh, the entire world 
Oh yeah, because those uh, Cathay guys looks amazing, and the Ogre Kingdoms. Oh my god! Why can't the models look like that? I mean, the the models are old, of course, but uh, yeah. The Greases model looks way better than the computer version. Yeah, yeah, but everything but... else looks pretty pretty much a lot better <laughs> in the computer game. I'm not sure why they chose to put him on a mobility scooter. <laughs> I mean, uh, just Gnoblars carrying him around is just way, way cooler. Yeah, with the front ones uh, yeah, spreading control. gold coins. Yeah, yeah. You have to walk on riches. Maybe it's just that he starts out on a mobility scooter and then as he gets richer and more powerful, he gains more Gnoblars. <laughs> It's, it's a steed that you can have. I mean, yeah, and you, you have that and, four four versions of the steed that you can yeah. unlock every fifth <laughs> level. Yeah, <laughs> it would be interesting to see. I've already pre-installed it via Game Pass. So. Eventually, he will ride the cauldron of Scrag the Slaughterer, <laughs> or be carried by two giants or something like that. Yeah, uh, one giant having a baby carrier, one Sky Titan uh, with no. a baby Bjorn. Yes, yes. Oh, and yes, I found two very nice-looking models. I found the old Gotring Felix models from 4th edition. Ooh, they're just lying around? I actually had them in my bits box, and I don't know how long they've been there, to be honest. I need to get them bases now and prime them eventually. That's pretty much the greatest feeling when you're rummaging through a bits box and find... When when did I get this model? What what is this model? Why do you have this? And it's an epic model. Yeah. Or like when you when you buy something, just throw it away and then you're like, I'm gonna buy this again. And you buy it and then you find out you have doubles. Happens to me every time when I'm looking that, that, for one of those never, Nurgle Lords. That's never happened. That's never happened. <laughs> that's just a legend. No sane person would ever do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> sane. <laughs> yeah. So, for people who don't know, I do have a very extensive bits collection. That's what you should have. Yeah. I mean, my whole room here is basically a bits box. I mean, who builds models straight out of the box? This is also true. This is why I either buy models that don't need to be built, like these uh, Monopose old metal models, or I just buy eight kits to to build, like, one model. (laughs) Who who wouldn't do that? I mean, I bought one vampire for an arm with a baby dragon on it, and now I have an undead army. <sighs> Love is when it happens. Yeah. But how could I not buy a vampire with a baby dragon on his arm? Yeah. So, the scale of this model. How tall is she? Uh, she fits on a 20 mil base. Nice. I, I hope she towers over normal skeletons, because I would love to have a towering vampire. She probably would if I weren't going with the new... AOS skeletons. They're almost as tall as the old skeletons. Just slightly shorter, I think. Well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. There will be a post of this slightly after the Hupacita uh, Quell goes live, which is soon after this has been recorded. And there's gonna be a comparison with the vampire and the skeleton. Nice. Throw in a high elf as well. We know they're tall. Should I put, throw in a Lumineth as well? And you can see them tower over there. Sure, sure. Because they're pretty much primaries high elves. <laughs> no. It's, the scale difference is they're primaries high elves. And we had a question here that we were discussing yesterday. And we could only find the two Skeggy heroes uh, from uh, White Wolf 309, I think it was. 
And that is uh, from Hobby Hobbit, which is, this one may be obscure, but I could have sworn that there was a Marauder-themed army list in a White Dwarf issue. It had options to put Marauders on cold ones, as it was themed around the Lustria Marauders. Has anyone else seen this list, or am I crazy? If I'm not crazy, what issue? And all I could find was the Lord and the Aspiring Champion. Yeah, I think that was about it, right? Yeah, I think so too. That is the only thing you have to, uh, that you need to change to make it a full Marauder army, isn't it? Because you can take the Marauders anyway if you do a Mortal Army, can't you? Yeah, yeah. You can. But I, I do like the idea of having like normal mortal humans and not chaos champions as your leaders. So like they're they're like what slightly worse than an aspiring champion, I believe. Yeah, something like that. I don't think they get all like, the armor and stuff, but yeah. they are pretty pretty I buff think the, regular yeah, I, humans. I think yeah. there's like one less weapon skill, one less initiative and one less something else. Yeah, a Marauder Lord of Skeggy, which counts as a Mortal Lord, is 195 points and it's movement 4, whip skill 8, ballistic skill 3, strength and toughness 5, 3 wounds, initiative 8, I think, attacks 5, leadership 9. Yeah, buff dude. Yeah. And then you can swap the mark of chaos undivided with uh, the regular marks as you normally can and may ride a war horse or a cold one. It's pretty cool. Yes. Pretty cool. Yeah, did this just these two characters that you need then to make uh, a Marauder and, army? And a Marauder aspiring champion can be the BSB. Nice. Yeah. Kind of fun that they can ride a cold one. Uh, also fun because they get stupidity. So might yeah. as well just give him the uh, the helm of many eyes. Yeah. And also, I mean, with the with the thick skinned rule that the cold ones have. He kind of gets chaos armor for free, kind of. Yeah, like a steed with extra extra armor save. Yeah, I mean, give him that and uh, just have fun. A fun walk in the park. And if you keep the uh, mark of chaos undivided, you you get to rear all his stupidity as well. Ooh, that's true. Yep, because the helmet specifies that if you are immune, you will still roll for stupidity. Although with the mark... You just re-roll it and throw, in a, and throw in a great weapon for fun. The kids love it. Or if you just want to, make them run around with a flail. Yep. This also looks cool because flails are very, very fun. Yeah, so that was expanding what we mentioned yesterday. It was only those two. And it's figures that we should ask the other knowledgeable part of the podcast when we were at it. So there are some really nice characters that were and rules that were just released Oh, this is an obscure rule that was sometimes released on maybe Games Workshop Spain's web page for a week. <laughs> that kind of rules. Yeah. But these were from White Dwarf 309. I'm not, not more knowledgeable about which version of the White Dwarf that is uh, referring to, though. I just checked out the Lord of Skeggy. I mean, five attacks, that's a lot. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Well, five that's... attacks base. That's more than a Black Orc. Black Orc Lord. They have four attacks. Jesus. But then you have Neferata who comes with a cat. Yeah. What does the cat do? Uh, uh, is Neferata's familiar a slender Black Cameron cat who was entombed with her beloved queen? Now she's just a feline shadow that follows Neferata and protects her from danger. In the old world, it is said that, that Black Cats presage bad luck, and maybe in this case it could be true. At the beginning of each of her turns, Neferata can send Bastet to any enemy unit on the battlefield, regardless of distance, place the model of Bastet next to the affected unit. Bastet looks just like an ordinary black cat and therefore will be ignored by the enemy. 
the model can be moved through. It doesn't stop, etc. The target unit will be afflicted by miserable bad luck, and everything that can go wrong will. To represent this, the unit must re-roll any successful armor saves it takes while under the best Bastet's influence. I'll drink to that. Oh, it's just a regular cat. Let's just ignore it. It's just walking around <laughs> the battlefield. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Neferata is seven hundred and fifteen points. I, I I don't know why, but I just looked up the rules for Skulla Anfingrim, and two D six plus two attacks. That's a lot of attacks for Chaos Spawn. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's cheap too. One hundred and thirty-five points. That's like that's like nothing. For a strength 5, toughness 5, 3 wounds, 2d6 strength, 2d6 plus 2, strength 5 attacks at weapon skill 4, move 2d6, whoopie doo, although he's a good flank protector. 4 plus armor save, unbreakable, fear, nice, and magic resistance. Makes sense. I think it's magical, resist- magical resistance too, because it carries a collar of corn. I need Seriously? to stop looking at this. Vlad von Karstein is 800 points. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> And then 175 for Isabella. Yep. They're not cheap. No. So how come we started looking at 6th edition special characters? <laughs> because, <laughs> we got, because we got that question about uh, the uh, uh, White Dwarf Marauder-themed yeah. arm. From and this page is such a nice one. So it's hard not to look at things and get distracted. Yeah, it will be linked everywhere when we release this. Just yep. as a reminder to people, it's a really good resource. I still want to find a source for the Black Grail Knights. Yeah. They're one of the few that actually have no source listed. And he has mentioned that there is source question mark for them. But I mean, you may include one unit of Black Grail, up to one unit of Black Grail Knights in any Vampire Count's army as a rare unit. If you take my Blood Dragon Vampire Count as you know, you may include up to two units. Yeah. Undead, ghostly Grail Knights. So cool. I'm just thinking the opportunities for conversions for these. Oh, yeah. Would work well with the new Blood Knights, I think, to work from them. Mm. Ah, well. Yeah, there's not that many um, Bretonia kits to work on from, so. I'm going to lead into the next question here, which is Artanas, who asked, how do you guys feel about playing against and using special characters? I know some aren't super great, but then there are some that are absolutely insane. Discuss. Well, uh, I, I don't mind playing against special characters or with, but uh, to me... Uh, I just want them to fit the narrative of the battle. I don't. I don't really care if they're super powerful or not, because uh, I find it kind of weird if I, let's say, if I'm playing with uh, uh, Grom the Paunch and I'm fighting like Grimgor Ironhind. That's like they live in two different eras. That doesn't work for me. But we all know time works differently in Warhammer World because of the chaos wastes. <laughs> I was thinking if you want to play Grom, you could. The best part would be just uh, having him face uh, Eltharion. Yeah, but uh, I, I I think using special characters is uh, is a super fun way to give or to add spice to some battles, because some characters do give a lot to the list, like uh, Borgut Facebeater uh, for the orcs and goblins. He practically gives you a free unit of big guns upgrade. As long as it stays with the unit, they act like big guns. They get the free upgrade, and uh, so plus one weapon skill, plus one strength, which is super good. So you can feel two units in a single army. Yeah, and that's a reasonable change to an army. Yeah. I mean, if you're some 
special characters, you really have to tailor your entire list. Yeah. You can't have them in a casual or even a competitive tournament because they can't be dealt with with an all-common list. Then we have characters like Sakurai's the Ever-Living, which yeah. is practically unbeatable. Yeah. Even though he costs 1,015 points. Yeah. And he's way too cheap, if you ask me. Because <laughs> yeah, he does actually. so much. Given that he can summon reliably half a yeah. unit of skeletons a turn. Yeah. Without which... summoning. Yeah. And then uh, his dispel scrolls, his bound uh, the finger of death spell, <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, he's a vampire. He's no slouch yeah. in combat either. And then he has this dragon. I mean, he takes up a lot of choices and slots, I think. Uh, isn't it like lower than three hero slots? Oh, at and least how uh, many points? 1015. Mm. So he, yeah. he, he is like literally a one-man army and he can do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the wrong end of the scale, so to speak. Yeah. But to be fair, most special characters aren't like that. They are like a regular character. They just have maybe a 10 to 15 points more of a magic allowance and a stat point more in some case. Yeah. I think it's more of the uneven distribution of really good special characters in the army books that makes it harder to include at least yeah. one. I mean, some armies have a lot of special characters, others barely any. And uh, then some of them were released like uh, in before 5th, uh, 6th edition, so only in like 4th and 5th. And did it get rules until uh, Warmer Chronicles, I think? Or was it annuals, perhaps? Well, they're pretty much the same thing, given that yeah. were, one were called annual and the other two were called Chronicles. Yeah, or same, same, different. But uh, hey, why don't you use Versag Ud Ura Sahubu and, uh, and make your own shaman into squigs, wasting why points? <laughs> like, I have my 180-point orc shaman, and it turned into a 14-point squig. Yay! Yeah, I, I I do like the rule actually, uh, because in my years, uh, Versag have turned three of my uh, goblin shamans and one orc shaman into a squig, which is a big win. Nice. In, in neither of those games did I have a squig unit, so I started with a loose squig at the at the beginning of the game. Always useful and uh, not distracting at all. Nope, not at all. Yeah, yeah, I got stuck looking at the this page and. I found Lord Massamundi, which is a slam on a Triceratops. Also not entirely inexpensive, right? <laughs> 930 points. <laughs> and he uh, removes the 0 to 1 per slam restriction of Temple Guard regiments and uh, makes them to 2 plus instead. So you can basically only feel Temple Guard if you want to. Wow, and Temple Guard were so bad in 6th edition. <laughs> Yeah, I don't got, want to face this army. Yes, he's in a Stegadon. He got uh, causes terror. He's got the D6 plus one impact hits and everything. Yeah. But a, a, a lot of these characters were just released to have fun with. Which is true. And I think uh, face, having uh, uh, Lord Masamundi facing off against the uh, hosts of Skeggy with Marauders would be quite fun, I think. Oh, I would love to see this battle. That or uh, Dark Elf Raiders. Yeah. Can you even use the uh, Watchtower Pat Patrol raid list from uh, the Dark Elf book, where he's limiting it to Corsairs and uh, Dark Riders, pretty much. Yeah. But of course, people would probably just try to fit the City Guard list into that and have a, a four to six Baltrowers. Because obviously, 
a city guard would go on a campaign in Lustria with ball throwers. Obvio. Yeah. Did you have any questions from uh, Facebook? Let me see. How many dinosaurs is enough dinosaurs? I would say zero dinosaurs is enough dinosaurs. Because I don't want Jurassic Park here. I have faced the Thunder Lizard list once and never again. Never, never again. again. But we mentioned, as we mentioned yesterday, if you do want make one and convert it up really good and yeah. paint it really good, it would look stunning on the tabletop. It's just horrible to face them. I don't like it. Fair enough. It's just young me talking because if I would play the list now, I would know how to face it. I didn't when I was a wee kid. So I lost horribly. Because cold ones are dangerous. And I'm almost done painting the leather on my dwarves. One step closer to completion. Nice. I was going to do like a Tom of Finland joke, but I'm not. <laughs> and the next one. We all know the old, world, the old world is getting new rules. And probably some new figures or reprints of old armies. Sigmar have had a different design style. Uh, of models where it's more focused on every model more than a regiment. At least that's what I feel. Uh, what old army would you think works best with GW's newer AO style or figure design? And why? God jul and gott nytt nörd år. So which models could we use for? Represent old armies. Well, any chaos models, obviously. Yeah. yeah. All the Chaos ranges are perfect for it, for this. Uh, and I mean, most of the new releases for uh, for the Night Goblins or Gloom's Bite Gits uh, works as well. Um, I don't know. How about the... The, the yeah. core units, I mentioned this yesterday, core units for Undead works. Oh, yeah, yeah. They work nicely. I mean, the new Wolves. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah those are nice. Yeah, but yeah. the new, the new Wolves... The new wolves, the zombies, the yeah. skeletons, the new blood knights with minor tweaks works yeah. straight off on just putting them on square square bases. They have done a marvelous job on the new ranges. So yeah, I, a lot of the the new kits fits in with the old style. To be honest, I mean even all these uh, these new chaos warbands for uh, yeah, Warhammer Underworlds and Warcry. Ooh, yeah, yeah. There's some useful stuff being put out. Mm-mm-mm. Indeed. The hardest part with some kids can be the stands they're standing in. If you want to put them on yeah. like 20 mils, if you do uh, want to use the fire slayers as a, a slayer cult, they won't really fit because their stance is wider than the base. Yeah, which is sad. Same with uh, Lumineth for some, re- some reason. Uh, Why don't check play Kings of War, lad? Yeah, there's a reason for that as well. <clears throat> but if you do... Uh, some of the armies are still using models that are were released, yeah, and uh, would probably yeah. not be updated. Until I mean, just an, I mean, we still have the old Chaos Marauder Marauder models from like two thousand and one, I think. Yeah, so yeah I think like, about that old. Yeah, so they turned twenty this year. Twenty years old. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, lads! Although the zombie kit is one of the most long-lived kits ever, because we got the new zombies this year, and the old zombies were released in '99. Yeah, they're right up there with the catacans. Yep. <laughs> oh god, the catacans. Yeah. Oh, look at the muscularity. So buff. Yes, very buff. Yeah. Never, never skipped any day. Never, never skipped steroid day. Eh? <laughs> 
You don't you don't get muscles like that naturally. Nope, nope. You don't. My arms are thicker than a space marine terminator's arm. But why? <laughs> so I can punch the enemy in the face, cause it's dangerous in the woods. Okay, if you say so. And I have a mighty strength three. R. Yeah. I think they have strength four nowadays. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, and, re- and regular space marines have two wounds. Yep. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive indeed. Yeah, but I think there will be an overlap with miniatures, with uh, the new Old World game, and uh, perhaps a new release of the Cities of Sigmar line. Most likely. Because I don't see them making two distinct and separate lines of basic humans. I mean, I would love if they did, but I don't think they will. But I'm thinking, as we, I know we talked about this during one of the... uh, episodes where we talked about the old world before and if they were going to do like a starter kit with upgrades for different city states or like for the three emperors era so to speak they could just do that for cities of sigma as well yeah just have them like di- different arms and heads and shields that's everything they need like uh, some extra bearded heads for perhaps uh Talabekland and uh, middenheim yeah, yeah. ostermark and, and yeah Ostland. More ruffian styled and more civilized, posh for the wasteland dwellers of Marienburg. Yep, and you could do so many cool shield designs for every state. Yeah, yeah, just having shields or blank shields with uh, a line of rapidly sold out uh, transfer sheets would be nice as well. Yeah, could also work. I would like that. I don't mind if I do. Because I'm thinking transfer sheets that you can just weather a bit nicely to make them look uh, distinct. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of ways to go. And I think we are too far out to from a release that we will actually know in quite a while. But time will tell. Time I, will tell. Yeah, because I do doubt that it's the old world that will be previewed on, a, on the what was it Christmas Day. Looks like space algae. Yeah. And if there's another big box coming out, it would probably be the Heresy. Yeah, I hope so, because I've been wondering where those models are now. Yeah, and they're, they're even real. And they're releasing uh, Fafnir Run, and uh, was it for the Black Library month next year, early next oh, year? Oh, you mean the guy who didn't look anything like the character <laughs> described in the books? That guy. Well, I mean, it's quite logical just having him carry an entire armory on his back as well i mean of of course i i know that every character have their set of armories i mean like in the black library books i believe like uh what's this uh, the black templars marshal helbrecht he, he he has like a black suit and the model has a golden suit and in the books he also have his terminator armor so it's like yeah we know you have have like huge collections in your armory, so yeah. But you don't have to wear it all at once. Nope. Like when you have your two axes, your sh- your sword, your shield, your bolter, your bolt pistol, all strapped to you at once. It's a bit it's, too much. It sounds that... familiar. Uh, it's like I I I'm, I haven't read the book, but I I heard a rumor from some people. This was like when uh, uh, are they called the Blood Ravens from the. Uh, from the 40k games, yeah, the guys steal yeah. everything, not nailed down. Uh, I I believed in the first book they were in. It was like the the guy 
the chapter master or whatever has terminator armor and jump pack on him awesome. how how and why can't i do it myself <laughs> that is some cs go to shit yeah yeah where the elder has multi lasers and uh yeah yeah but to be fair didn't the elder have multi lasers once in like, I don't know, 30 man. years ago they, they did i remember it yeah and uh, the Fafni Ryan miniature is actually quite true to artwork of, of him, but... Uh, he still looks he, like a space wolf. Yeah, but he has the beard and has the hair, hair yeah, in the artwork. Yeah. But axes are so big, they're not big in the artwork. They're no, they're a, bit, they're a bit too big in the artwork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, although this Blood Angels character, wasn't he supposed to be blonde, not black-haired? Hair dye. Uh, works as well, I guess. Maybe, maybe it was after he was rebuilt by the mechanic and he couldn't yeah. uh, have blonde hair anymore. He was, yeah. Anyways, I, I think the model is actually pretty cool, uh, but uh, it's fun to poke poke at him at yeah. times. In the uh, fluff for Ran, he's pretty much using two axes or an axe slash bolter and his shield. So he's not using two axes and a shield at the same time. But it is the character that would make me do a heresy army if they were releasing a heresy box again. It would look pretty neat alongside the new models, if anything. Yeah, they do look a bit larger than the current range of plastic heresy models. I hope so. Yeah. And it was the first chapter master of the Executioners, and Executioners are the best chapter of the Bad Up War. Not true, but okay. I'm going to keep the silence in. But enough about uh, 30 and 40k. They're lovely models, but uh, they're not what we're talking about much. Even though it's always a bit uh, enticing for some reason. It is. Back to fantasy. We're going to play a game. Guess the dwarf model I hold in my hand. It's a special Ooh. character. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. I Speaking of. Spe- Angry Myron Fist. Yeah. What the hell? It's always Angry Myron Fist. <laughs> and I have it is. everywhere. Screw you, dude. It's not fun to play this game when you win. <laughs> I love the story where Gargrim Irofis takes up the Slayer Oath to clear his father from being a Slayer. So his father is not a Slayer, he's just a king, so he can rule properly. And then Gargrim Irofis gets sat on by a giant, and uh, Ungrim takes up the Slayer Oath again to avenge him. My son died by, by the butt cheeks of a giant. I can't live this down. <laughs> It's just uh, so poetic, that writing. Yep. It's a bit sad that they discontinued the Doomseekers and all of that for future oh, versions yeah. of them. You had to wait until Age of Sigmar Fire Slayers to get uh, Doomseekers back, pretty much. Yeah, which is kind of sad, but uh, hey, it's something. Yep. <laughs> Sorry for Hired that. much? Uh, just a bit. It's... Uh... It's uh, the yeah. I'm not. I was going to say something clever, but I'm too tired to figure out something clever to say. I'm just really looking forward to building my undead. Actually, I I, I am kind of building undead as well, but uh, I, I I stopped because of one thing. I can't finish my fucking <laughs> what are they called? Not 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 the dragon. The other monster they have the uh, winged nightmare. Yeah, because I can't finish it. It's so hard to make the rider fit it and look natural because I, I have a nice body, I have a nice rider and everything, but I just can't make it cake. I, I just can't make it work properly. 
but I'll get there eventually. Yeah, that's uh, something that you pretty much almost, if you don't want to put the time in, have to buy another kit. Yeah. Just to say, oh, this is my win nightmare. But we've been talking earlier about uh, like back of the army army lists, and uh, that some armies doesn't don't have any, and the vampire counts have too many. Yeah, How many do just they like have? one for every bloodline. That seems like just enough. And then isn't there yeah. like a necromancer list as well? There's yep. eight, eight of them. Eight. Yeah, that's a bit too many. Maybe five. Yeah. Is, you got uh... five. You got the bloodline ones. You got the Kemler Barrow White one, and you got the necromancer one. I see. And then you have the Vampire Coast Lustria list as well. <sighs> Spoiled brats. Yeah, but the uh, Arm of the Cairns, uh, the Kemler list is so nice if you were to convert it up, actually. We can't forget the Storm of Chaos list, which is such a fun army, to be honest, because you can have great swords, like Graveguard great swords with full plate armor. And I love this concept. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's the Army of Sylvania one. You can have two um, black coaches as well, I think. Yep. I wonder who sleeps in those. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I really like that they do these, a lot of these alternate army lists. I'm just sad that not every army got them in the, in the same amount. Yeah. I mean, the, I high elves, the high elves have pretty much none, except the Seaguard list, though. But that's unplayable if you play under 2,000 points. Yeah. And if you take Eltharion, you can technically take more sword masters, but you shouldn't really fill up all of your special slots with sword masters. <laughs> but I wanna. Yeah. Well, an army pretty much consisting of uh, sword masters and uh, uh, silver helms would be quite interesting. You sure would. Very nice. Yeah. So, Jens, so have you based your great swords yet? I'm waiting for the uh, the mud effect to dry. Ooh. But I'm gonna Ooh. eat it now. No, no, it's not dry yet, so I get to drink more whiskey. That's a win in my book. <coughs> <laughs> this is strong shit. Fair enough. So I was thinking, I mentioned this to Nicholas yesterday, but I'm thinking a silver pinnacle themed uh, Lamia list for my vampire counts. Very nice. With uh, dwarves as uh, graveguard. I like this, yes. Very nice. How will you build your graveguards? Any idea? I'm not sure. I'm thinking uh, just model-wise, it would probably be, be plastic models because they're easier to convert at n mass, so to speak. Uh, it's either that or you could look into some... I mean, I, I, I bet you know someone who, who 3D prints. There yeah. has to be undead dwarfs out there. Yeah, there probably is. Um, maybe... I know Fireforge Games were doing a Kickstarter for dwarf models as well. They are Ooh. they are looking a bit more uh, Lord of Rings than uh, fantasy, but if their ancient dwarves have been dead and just turned into skeleton, this might be something to work with as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I'm thinking going down the road, route of getting a, an entire unit of that one undead dwarf from the cursed company would be a bit silly. And yeah, you have to do some uh, some weapon switching and maybe some helmet yeah. work to yeah. To make that work. I mean, I would most likely do that, but <laughs> getting my hands then on at least you. when, <laughs> but getting my hands on at least twenty of those fuckers—that's too hard. Yeah, that's my entire reason. I, that would be a nice way to do it, but they would look exactly the same because I, even though you do a weapon swap, it's the same model. You you will notice it. You need to re-sculpt some beard, and yeah, 
it, it's going to be yeah. a lot of work. So I get yes, that that is one reason why I might go for the plastic ones and then have these because you can have a hero, uh, a Swain from uh, another yeah. army, and it would be perfect to have a dwarf hero with uh, his. With uh, yeah, it would look awesome. It would fit the plot. And just like making him, making him look like a bit rosy cheeked and uh, over the moon because he's he's technically still alive. <laughs> yeah, but the question is, which kind of dwarf hero would you like to have? Oh, well, it's obvious. Is there a hammer with run of flight? So I have an arranged weapon. <laughs> awesome, nice. It would probably be because I was thinking that you could almost go for the uh, gray water fastness uh, start collecting box. It's got dwarves and two characters and uh, what they call the gyrocopter. You can always sell the gyrocopter because people buy them. But then you get, uh, I think it's Iron Breakers in that one. And uh, those would look quite good because the Silver Pinnacle, there's still a debate if it was actually just a mine or a fortress. And the Deep God would look quite cool as uh, converted up to undead and have uh, tarnished armor and maybe armor falling to bits and broken shields and... Stuff like that. Mm-mm-mm. Very cool. I'm googling undead dwarfs, and some models look great, others not so much. Yeah, they can be quite hit and miss on yeah. dwarf models. But I I really love the concept. To be honest, it's the it's it's kind of alien to me uh, because as as I play dwarfs, I can't imagine fielding something like that myself. But I would love facing it. I'm thinking that it would be quite fun to, given that the Lamians have a have taken a dwarven citadel and have this as a, yeah. their home, so to speak, it would be fitting to have a dwarven unit of Greyguard, or maybe just mix them in with the skeletons. Yeah. Uh, do you want them to to look old and like the armor rusty and broken and 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 stuff like that, or do you like? Just want skeleton dwarfs, freshly dead. They they would be uh, possibly raised when needed, so to speak. And I think going the Ironbreaker route would be quite hard because they do have armor that wouldn't really rust. So you could instead use the uh, hammerer kit True. and do the same thing. Yeah, just add some skulls to shit. Yeah. True. And uh... maybe drill out some helmets. Maybe add yeah. some. Because I do have some spare, uh, what are they called, night haunt models that I could add bits from. Noise, yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm, do, I'm doing the uh, what are they called, the spirit hosts out of uh, regular night haunts that they will look like ghosts that were raised from a battlefield or just villagers that were raised from a battlefield, something like that. Very cool. Undead halfling army. Now I have seen <laughs> it all. Maybe you should have some undead halflings in your uh, Soland list, Jens. Yeah. <laughs> Just summon them up, and just some. I, I don't think the witch hunters will uh, will find that uh, acceptable. No, no, it, it's it's just a, it's just an old woman down the road helping you out. Uh, imagine this: a small, cute little halfling wearing one of those old classic Dracula outfits. I, I'll take with the, two with the with the combed hair and everything. Wait, you can make the Swain the battle standard bearer. Yep. And you, if you'd make him a dwarf, you can use the dwarven. Oh man! Now you can have fun. <laughs> because then you don't have a points limit for the banner. Yeah, just the three, three runes. That's all. That's all you need. 
And then all of a sudden you have a banner, a standard bear that's worth 500 points in an <laughs> army of skeletons that can't protect him. You can kind of protect him, but not from war machines. I mean, as uh, you can't pick him out as a target unless he is the closest target. True. And then you do the obvious thing of adding the master of fear. Yes. So the dwarf can cause fear. Yeah. Oh, I they... do wonder if you use the rules for uh, from from the six point five book, then you have a lot of more fun runes to to add to the BSB. Hmm. I think there is one rune that is like an area of effect. Every unit within a certain amount of inches get a ward save from shooting and magical missiles. Yeah, that is pretty useful as well. Yes, I think that's. Uh, I think it's based on the rune from. Uh, uh, from the uh, Slayer armor list, like Master Rune of Grugnir or something. Or, no, no, Master Rune of Grimnir or whatever. I need to check yeah. this up. Grimnir sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, there, there's a Rune of Kadrin, which is uh, reload scores of one on shooting and close combat. That I found. Hmm. I found my very, very legal 6.5 book here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is. And anyone that says anything else is wrong. Yes. If we're going to debate books that probably shouldn't have been in 6th edition, we can go to the Wood Elves. <laughs> because that book is stronger than pretty much every other book in the Yeah, that book plays 40k, not fantasy. Yeah. But if a book is released within the span of the edition, you can't really say it's not allowed. That's just how it is. Yeah. But here it says, Heroes from any other Warhammer Army's book or Ravening Horse, if the book is not out yet, Swains are equipped exactly as normal for their army list, including any mount and magic items they could normally take from their own list. Very if nice. the Lamian general, the immortal object of their desire, is destroyed, then the Swains will be subject to the rules of for hatred for the rest of the game, even if normally immune to psychology. Okay, here it is. Master Rune of Grugni. Any friendly dwarf... Oh, of course, a dwarf unit. Never mind then. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it isn't in this list. Also, I know that the one who made this, and that is uh, the one who is not really fond of the 6.5 book anyway, might be not be in for that reason. But uh, yeah. I also mentioned that I'm consider uh, that I do have a Coven Throne, the multi-kit that I am going to convert, instead of having all of those ghostly horses on the bottom, converting it into be a, like a sleigh for winter, that kind of sleigh. Nice. Maybe name it Rosebud or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but just have that sleigh with vampires on top and have it as a black coach for my Lamian army. But you do have some nice runes in the, the book, there, like a Master Rune of Stromny Redbeard, which gives plus one combat resolution to all units within 12 inches of the banner. Yep. Yeah, you could probably like leaf through that and see, I mean, go through every 6th edition book and just see yeah. what fun stuff you can cook up. Yeah. up. But uh, I'm thinking, just starting off with a theme, and then if I do another army list, just to maybe add in a Exalted Chaos Champion. Why not add a Exalted Demon? which is like a demon prince light fights like a monster and is not a large target for some reason hmm. which the demon prince isn't either black orc big boss black orc big boss battle standard bearer on boar also known as bob's bob <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if i were doing it's too bad that they can't combine the lamian and the blood dragon yeah. lists because then you could have the Bretonian Paladin, and then you have uh, 
some nice night units that are themed up and everything. Because in the uh, list for Blood Dragons, you can make them use uh, Lance Formation if they're from Museo. Oh, yeah. But are we currently just uh, planning stuff for my army? Or are we doing anything? Sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> you need to read read the rule about the Swain for me one more time. I need to check something. Uh Heroes from heroes from any other Warhammer Army's book or Ravening Hordes if the book is not out yet. Swains are equipped exactly as normal for their army list, including any mount and magic item they could normally take from their own list. If the Lamian General, the mortal object of their desire, is destroyed, then the Swains will be subject of hatred, blah blah blah. I'm like thinking any hero, so Joseph Bugman, who has to be accompanied by a unit of Dwarf Rangers, Longbeards. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't although, specify that he can't be a character. Uh, he is a character, although he yeah. must be accompanied by this unit. Is he in the Warhammer Army's book, or is he a separate release? In the Warhammer Army's Dwarf book, 6.5. Ah, well, this was released before the 6.5 books. So yeah. Might, there might even be a... Uh, I need to check that if there if there's a late FAQ for this one, because it would be interesting. Because it because the the, the fun thing is as the Bugman Ranger is any army including Bugman must include a unit of Longbeard Longbeard Rangers. These are in addition to the normal allowance of Longbeards and Rangers. The fun thing is your your normal allowance is zero, hmm. and uh, this is in addition to the normal allowance. Yeah. And the, I'm starting to realize why there's a all of these lists need a bonus permission. All yeah. of a sudden. I don't see why. Why? Why else would he do it? Or just go with a dwarf slayer? Yeah, also useful. Yeah, yeah, tooled up uh, dragon demon slayer or dragon slayer. Give him always strike first and plus one strength rune on his axe. Oh, I was thinking, uh, give him honors, so to speak, from the storm of chaos. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that would be so cool! Yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. dope. When all of a sudden he has the like the Skaven Slayer on his <laughs> gonna kill everything. If you have any suggestion to make the most ridiculous character for a <laughs> themed Lamia list, please write in. We're yeah. gladly yeah. no. There are no stupid choices. I mean you could even use the Snotling Warboss. Yeah. Even a Snotling. Oh my god, where has there the world come to? Some dumb shit you can do with this. Write in with the best uh, thing to use and the strangest thing to use. I'm going to look yeah. forward to this. I'm really going to look forward to this. <laughs> also, the builds and everything, the thought behind why is this strange, apart from lore reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Chaos Sorcerer? Why not? Not dumb enough. I need something hey, dumber. I need Chaos something... Exalted Champion of Sinch. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's just silly. On a disc as well. A skink priest on a stegadon. Oh my god! <laughs> is the stegadon a separate mount option, or is it like with the chariots that you ah, no, you have to buy, to buy it from the rear. So ah, okay. Oh, damn. Too bad. Otherwise, it would be perfect. But uh, what one of the coolest themes that I have heard about with this is using a tomb prince from Kemri. So Ooh. they're old lovers. Ah. They were back when from back when they were alive. 
Very yeah. cool. As uh, even though we've mentioned just making this stupid, it is pretty much to make it as thematic as possible. That's uh, priority one for this. Yeah. Just make it look cool. Make it have a story. Otherwise, we can all break the game. It's not hard to break any game, pretty much. It's not hard to break any GW game, to be honest. Nope. We just choose not to. Yeah. You could just uh, take, like, a Primaris Lieutenant. Oh, I mean, a Wood of Noble. True. They have the same amount of shooting. Yeah. And it uh, would be quite nice to have that amount of shooting in any Vampire Counts Army. Yeah. Haha, jokes on you. That's why you play with the glorious blood dragons where you can have skeletons with bows. And ballistic skill too. Yep. Yeah, or the first version of or the book version of the von Karstein list which has crossbowmen, free companies, archers and huntsmen. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty deadly. Uh one yeah. one of the local guys had an army like this and it was very dangerous since he he always fielded two ten man units of crossbowmen. Oh, sorry. And it and would be... They were nasty. Yeah, it is thematic as well, given that he, yeah. he was the electro count of Sylvania. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, next year will be a lot of undead. That's just who it is. Awesome. It, we, will, we won't ever play the Storm of Chaos campaign. We will play the uh, the Great Vampire Wars instead. Battle for Hellfen. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah and... Why not? There's so many good thematic battles to play. And if there's no specific rules for them, we can always make them. Yes. Well, just have a, an army of uh, Templars from the Empire surrounding a small castle in the countryside where there's rumored to be a vampire, and the vampire just, oh, fuck it, skeletons. <laughs> Lots of them. Rattle, rattle, rattle. And if one would want, just uh, look for the which of the... Kotrick and Felix books, is it where Heinrich Kemmler besieges a fortress in the Reichland? In Reichland? Who knows? Uh, it's like one of the later ones, at least. And uh, he pretty much just have, oh, we don't have any siege equipment. Well, all of these uh, undead things that we've brought with us, the undead beastmen from the beastmen we killed, yeah, let's turn the beastmen into siege equipment. And they built uh, <laughs> like catapults. That's that, how you do it. Yeah, they the built uh, siege towers and catapults. And the catapults are similar to the ones that the Osiric Bone Reapers have in Age of Sigmar. I mean, that's I, where I, they got the idea. Yeah. I actually like those catapults, but I would love to have wheels instead of legs on them. Yeah, the legs yeah. are... Yeah, because they, they, they remind me a lot of a certain art piece from uh, John Blanche. Uh, I think it was in the Tomb Kings of Kimri armor book like undead putting a siege on a castle yeah and as we as we i think we made clear that we are really into thematic games so yes very very thematic very very games pretty much and i'm not looking up uh, those uh, siege engines now buy one and use the rules for a, uh, a halfling hot pot yes that is the most reasonable thing to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know that the uh, siege towers in that book was clad with the skin of uh, the beastmen because I skinned the beastmen that I raised because they were that fresh. Nice. Okay, I just noticed that uh, that mortar crawler is six hundred kroners, so it would probably not be the first uh, impulse buy. No, so to speak. But uh, as a base for conversion, it would be really cool. Yeah, if you just happen to find one on the street, I mean, pick it up and do something fun with it. Yep. Would be worth it if we were actually deciding to 
have an underdarm sieging someone else and have it like a battle report or something like that. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh no, I broke a model. Oh no. Super glue. Yes, super glue will fix everything. And saved. My banner bearer lost his banner top. Ah. Fair enough. So yeah. I don't think I'm gonna paint anymore tonight. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I'm just sitting yeah. here slowly zoning out. <laughs> I'm feeling my uh, sinuses clogging up, so it's just that lovely feeling. Yeah, I'm gonna finally start the the basing progress uh, process on my great swords again. I think everything's dried now. Nice. And then they'll be done. Twenty dudes or nineteen, so I can fit my. Uh... What am I gonna put in my great sword unit? A captain or uh... warrior priest? Warrior priest. That hatred will be needed. Yeah. Because you will but but the thing is you will never face orcs and goblins, Skaven or Chaos. I might face undead, so that's uh, uh work from those guys. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Everything unclean, and I would say that undead are unclean. Yes. There's not a scrap of meat on them. How can they be unclean? <laughs> they just bleached bones. All polished for their worldviews that are uh, unclean. They just want to be left alone. <laughs> is is that true? That is true. I don't think that's true. They the necromancers and vampires want to be alone, and they want to be the only thinking creatures in the world. So everyone has to go. Exactly. Well, I, I see the appeal. Oh well, I have you here? Uh, what do you think of the new Rotbringer sorcerer? Yes, I, 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 yes, yes. Give him to me now. This model is going to turn everything upside down in the conversion scene of everything. Yeah, this is the new Nurgle champion. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Th this is like, we have we have all seen the conversions of the fat Lord of Plagues. Yeah, he is all seen your 20 conversions of that model. Yeah, that too. Uh, and, and that guy is like always the brute of the warbands. This guy will yep. be the total opposite. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna try to get my hands on one, eventually, pretty soon, yes, and uh, have a little bit of fun with them. Yeah, it Ooh, is and more uh, questions while nice. I still have you have you on here. Uh, I recently got the old plastic uh, Heaven's Wizard and Light Wizard from I, I think it's fourth edition or something. Oh, those uh, monopoles from like uh, Warmer Quest era. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to yeah. do a Lore of Light wizard because that, that guy looks pretty dope with his cool scroll, but that lore is not very good in 6th edition. Please uh, please sell me on the on that Lore of Magic. The guy with the scroll is a Lore of Life, that's what you said. Light. Light. And you want, and you want to use the model, or do you want to use the Lore of Light? I want to use the model, but the Lore of Light is not optimal. Uh, how about making him a alchemist instead? So use Lore of Metal. Well, gold. Oh, yes. yes, please. Now you're uh, now you're talking. Yeah, Lore of Light wasn't one of those that got an upgrade update, was it? Uh, maybe it was. I just checked the regular rulebook. I haven't checked the uh, the annual or wherever it was. They got the annual uh, two thousand and four. I need to check on that because Chronicles there's not much going on. Chronicles uh, okay. 2004, yes. Chronicles. Uh, I'll dig up my copy. Nope. Uh, it was Beasts, Heavens, and Life. But got it up. Ah. Not it. Oh, well. 
Well, uh, Lore of Metal it is, because uh, that fits pretty well with the... Uh, I don't know how official the Total Warhammer 2 lore is that uh, Soland is taken over by Balthasar Gelt. So this might be uh, an early precursor to that. This guy has been there zoning out the terrain for, uh, for old Balthasar. If nothing else, it's probably quite a good traveling salesman sort of uh, wizard. That yeah, lore. yeah, I see how he can he can fit in there. That, that was a good uh, good tip, Jimmy. You're I welcome. really don't like that they added ranges to the Lord of Heavens spells because weren't they one of those like unlimited because they didn't have a range listed in the. Yep, book? I think it was Uranus Thunderbolt unlimited range. Yeah. Yeah. didn't need line of sight. Yeah, unengaged enemy unit. That's all of the. Yeah. So you could pick out lone characters and Skaven weapon teams. Yeah. I used that uh, to great effect in our uh, th- three-way game. In with, yep. uh, <laughs> Yeah. That was pretty much the only thing that went well in that game. Good times. Good times. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the model now, and he could certainly go for a gold wizard if yeah. you just paint, paint him in the right way. Could you add like a face mask to him? I don't think I'm going to do any converting on that model. I just want it as uh, as is. Just Fair look enough. if he have any symbols that says he is yeah. of life. Yeah. And scrape it off. Scrape it. Scraping like a troll would scrape his hind. And does any one of you have any use for a dark elf sorceress from the same kit or uh, a chaos uh, sorcerer from the same kit? Is the darkest sorceress the one with uh, the corn symbol on her head? Uh, I'll I'll check. I have it in my lying on my whiskey collection. Let's see. All that I know is that she has like sausage fingers. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, she has a fancy hat with some symbols on. Let me see. I think the, the only model that I would like from that kit is the plastic uh, wizard of uh, the shadow wizard. Yeah, the Gandalf looking one. I think I might have that one lying around, if you want it. I remember yeah, buying sure. that. I remember buying that kit twenty years ago, that when I did a collection box of all of those. Nice. I think I, these that I got were unpainted and uh, still on the sprue. But I think that the shadow wizard that I have is yeah. painted by someone like twenty years ago. So maybe it's your old stuff, Chris. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I actually still have some of those models, so it's not mine. Did any of you remember that uh, Valton? The champion of Sigmar is a hero level character. Yep. Yep. Put him in there. <laughs> Put him <laughs> in your army. He's, uh... I mean, you could use him and uh, just have a count as he's the pretty boy from the farm nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He carries two blacksmith's hammers. These count as two hand weapons, and so gives Welton plus one attack for a total of five attacks. He's just walking around with no shirt. Doesn't he have like a rule that makes him semi invincible? Like he can oh, stand. Oh yeah, he, up get, he, he gets up. He takes like a leadership test or something, and then just oh Jesus, get up again. <laughs> uh, right, also, my boy. He has a one rule that's against the odds because I'm reading the chronicle version of him now, and that is pretty much that he's immune to psychology and uh, always kind of stubborn. Oh. <laughs> And then awesome presence, which is it's not a military officer. Oh. He said, "Others are inspired by his awesome presence and fight even harder as they see Valtus strike down foe after foe." 
because he's so awesome. Wounds inflicted by Valtan in close combat are counted towards the, the Empire combat resolution score of any combat within ah, 12. Damn. So if it hadn't been the Empire part there, it would be nice. But it is combat resolution score of any combat between 12 inches of him, not just the one he's taking part in. Well, still pretty useful. I, I think that would be a fun yeah. thing to have <laughs> in your army. Yeah, and the downside is even if Valtan is the general units within 12 inches of him may not use his leaderships as they would normally be able to. Well, you have an undead army, so you don't care. Yeah. And then he has... Uh, uh, yeah, his uh, toughness that is to represent this, he has a five plus ward save. In addition, if Valton is killed, take a leadership test for him at the end of that phase. If he passes, his astounding strength or of will allows him to ignore the wound and continue fighting. He remains alive on one wound, and the wounds that killed him are discounted. Yeah, awesome. So, pretty well, much have my to. My headphones are running out of battery, so I have to go, guys. But oh no, Merry Christmas to all of you, and uh, let's uh, talk again next year. Yep. Let's do so. Bye I will bye. try. I will try not to be a stranger next year. Fair enough. I've been off way too long. That's all we can ever expect of anyone. That they try. <laughs> and I think I have a, a shadow. It's the least you. thing. Yeah. Yay! And have a have a nice holiday time, Jens. And uh, bye bye, guys. Bye. bye. Is it time for us to round off as well? Yeah, just and just pack uh, shit. Talk shit after the show. Yeah, that's probably a good idea because now I'm just looking at stuff that counts as hero characters. I'm just looking at Warmaster stuff because I want to do a Warmaster armor right now. Yeah, I would love to bring out my high elves again if I can find them. They're in some box in the basement. Since there's been a lot of people doing uh, files for 3D printing, I've been thinking about printing an army instead of buying the proper miniatures for yeah. once. It's probably easier to get hold of, given yeah. that uh, they didn't sell that much the first time around. No, they didn't, sadly. So this is something I will look into yeah. next year, because we've, we've been talking about uh, doing a War Master campaign. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea, given that it is the same, but it's way more tactical. Yes. Also, grander armies. This piqued my interest. War Master Siege. There's a nice-looking castle. Yep. Uh, a lot of those uh, castles that they used in the book is pretty much stuff made for uh, what are called aquariums and stuff like that. <laughs> cool. It's a, pretty much the same scale with the 10 mil scale. Huh. Who knew? It's a great book to l just leave through. It's it's probably one of my favorite books. It's, it's a lot of neat artwork in this as well. Uh, there's one piece where there's like the aftermath of a battle. There's empire slaves walking in a line and there's orc overlords like whipping them away. So like, get over here. We need to make you work now. Yeah. And I love that the one with the scale is probably the best one for spell effects on miniatures. Because it can be you can make wizards really, really look like they are summoning a fireball or lightning or yeah. anything like that. Also, the fun thing, if you have a collection, you can use them playing a map campaign as well. Yep. To represent the army. Yeah. So, look forward to that when we yeah. do a sidestep into 10mm gaming as well. Yes. The, the bewildered game scale. Pocket Hammer. Yeah. yeah. I can say from experience, the models are both easier and a lot more annoying to paint. 
I mean, you don't need to do it as neatly. Yet again, you need to do it neater. <laughs> it's like, uh, like it's uh, it's weird. There's a small, so you don't need to be as neat. But it's small enough, so you need to be neat. Pretty much. And you have to have a really nice contrasting color schemes in a yes. totally different way than you do in... In bigger scale games, yeah. yeah. Just now I'm looking at a high elf army and it's it's wonderful. I bet. A lot of whites and blues with red to contrast it. I need to stop looking at these guys or I will start high yeah. elves. Fair enough. And we should probably round off and uh, yeah. wish everyone a... Happy holiday season, Merry yes. Christmas, or whatever. Whatever you celebrate. You're celebrating. Yes. Just have a nice one. Exactly. That's the most important. Have a nice one. And hopefully you have a safe one given the current times. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, everyone. And yeah. And we see you in the next episode. Yes. Muscle Tov.